Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And with that, the beautiful music, Cool Button Hockey Podcast, episode 132 is on the air. We're basically there on this beautiful mid-April weekend as it's been an outstanding regular season. We will talk the series that we know this second for your listening pleasure through the weekend and then put whatever bow we need to next week to get you ready for the playoffs as they do start Monday, April 17th and all the other teams play Tuesday, April the 18th. Mr. Craig Button. Devils, Rangers, for the first time since 2012. More people seem to like the Rangers. I'm on the Devils' side. Let's start with the sexiness of the series. Have you ever been in a building that involved the Rangers-Devils playoff game? I hear it's craziness in there. It's mad science, my friend. Well, I'm sure it is, Mattis. I've been there for Flyers-Devils. I've never been there for uh, Rangers-Devils. I don't know if you're a Bruce Springsteen fan, but Bruce Springsteen has a song, Devils and Dust. So this series is about the devils and dust is what the Rangers are going to be. I hope they play the song when the devils clinch at home, maybe in game six. I don't think it'll be game four. But I hope they play the song, maybe game five, because New Jersey has the home ice advantage. New Jersey's too fast. Too quick. They're better than the New York Rangers. They're better than the New York Rangers. You know, Steve, that I loved the New York Rangers last year. I loved their team. I loved what they were doing going into the playoffs. I don't like their team at the same level. And I don't like them more than the Devils. The Devils have huge superstars. They got Heischer, one of the best two-way centers in the game. Their defense is good. They attack you. They attack you. They attack you. They attack you. And when they're finished attacking you, they attack you more. Bottom line is, I think the Rangers are in over their heads. Devils win this series. The Devils are just faster. They have the puck more. And they are dangerous five on five. They they have shown us from day one, maybe except for those two opening day losses when they were booing Lindy Ruff. Fire Lindy. Yeah, that's a that's an educated fan base. Uh, get rid of this guy. Fire this guy. Oh, I knew Michael Jordan would be good. Well, why do you take him first overall then? So the real truth of the matter is that there's a sexiness of Broadway and bringing in Tarasenko and bringing in Kane and having Shesterkin and Adam Fox and get the puck to Panarin and Mika Zibanejad. And all that's great, and it is. But the Devils are deep. They're deep with Heischer, who's probably the straw that stirs the drink. That insulates Hughes in a good spot. They played Timo Meyer on the third line. They, they even rested Graves and Marino. Like, how did they get Marino? Who would give away Marino? If you give away Marino, you probably lose. That'll be a topic for another day. They're, they're deep. And yeah, on paper, Vitek Vanacek, he isn't as good as the guy at the other end. But how can people forget that you don't have to be as good? You just have to not let in the stinker. You, you know, look what the Avs did last year with Darcy Kemper. 
You know, we've seen Michael Layton and Antti Ranta go on play. Antti Ranta, people don't know that he won a Stanley Cup, right? When you talk about, uh, or I, I, uh, Niami, sorry. Uh, Niami won a Stanley Cup for Chicago. Michael Layton was playing. It's the team. We sometimes overrate the goalies and underrate the team defenses. So I like the Devils. It feels like Devils in six. Rangers have the sexiness. Will the Devils be scared on the Broadway stage? Ooh, well, they weren't when they played them this year. I think the series is exciting. I think it's going to give us everything we want. And I think at the end of the day, where will the Rangers then go from here after they kind of have gone for it the last two years? Because the Devils, they've got the younger players. They've got players under contract. They're going to be around for a while. They built this thing up, Tom Fitzgerald, nicely. And they put themselves, Craig, in a very good spot. When you are this good five on five, you don't have to worry about your power play bailing you out. That's what's the sexiness for me about the speed doesn't slump, Craig. Speed doesn't slump. Great. I mean, there's the money quote right there. Speed doesn't slump. You know, you look at teams and you go into the trade deadline. You have to assess your team for exactly what will make you stronger. And, like, there's no way that anybody's going to sit down and say that Patrick Kane is, and I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, and Tarasenko is a really good top player. I don't think their additions made them stronger in the areas they were needed to be stronger in. And last year, you know, Andrew Kopp, not sexy, not sexy, but you know what? They ended up going right to the conference final, you know, because it's not about sexy come playoff. It's not some runway where you're walking down there in, the, in this, this spring's new fashions. It's about winning, and winning's hard. I don't think the Rangers have it this year. Carolina, by a nose, wins the Metro Division. At one point, watching Thursday, I've got 5-2 on this TV, and I've got 4-1 Capitals on the other. Well, the Devils came all the way back at the Capitals' expense, and the sexiness of Jack Hughes to Luke Hughes, kind of a broken play, but he was the last to set it up to get the first assist. That was a great moment. But on the other side, Carolina hung on, win the division to avoid the Rangers, and now get the New York Islanders. Is this the perfect matchup for Carolina, who seems to need to get their game in order if they're going to do something in the playoffs, Mr. Button? Is this the perfect matchup? Yeah, it's the perfect matchup to be eliminated in the first round. I'm picking the Islanders to win. The Islanders to win, baby. The Islanders to win. Because you, you, you what do you do? Flip a switch? You listen, the, the loss of Patrick Reddy and Svechnikov is significant for the Carolina Hurricanes. Listen, they're, they're well coached. They're a good team. They play hard and everything. You know, I look at the New York Islanders. They got Sorokin, one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League this year. And, you know, they, they have found their game. They have found a game that's tight. We all know, we always known that they're tight. And I think that the way that the Islanders play, the way they have to play down the stretch to to get into the playoffs, they are now, I think what I would call, ready to take on the next challenges. There's no pressure on the the New York Islanders. They they go in there, and I think that the Carolina Hurricanes are vulnerable. I think they're vulnerable. And I think the New York Islanders is the worst matchup for the Carolina Hurricanes. I think that if they could have got the Florida Panthers, I would have taken them in a, in, a, in a second, but they got New York Islanders. I like the Islanders in this one. I like the Islanders in this one. I like the Canes, and I think the Canes getting the Islanders know that they can play this game one nothing, 
series, 2-1. And if there is some scoring from Brock Nelson and Anders Lee, and if Matthew Barzell does return at the very beginning of the series, I was told he's not expected to be there, that the Canes scoring by committee, that includes their defense. At this second, the Canes defense leads the NHL in goals. I don't look at defense that lead the NHL in points. Because two assists. Goals, baby, goals. Brady Shea has scored. Brent Burns has scored. If they get offense from the defense to counter what they've lost in Pacioretty and Svechnikov, I do believe that Carolina will win. However, they might need more than just Freddie Anderson. Freddie was leakage and showed nerves in game 82, which he's done, Craig, at times in the playoffs. Will they need Ranta? Will they need Pyotr Kochetkov? They might, Watson. They might. To me, I rarely X-factor a goalie or a star player. But I'm going to say this, because he's not a superstar. I don't like using too many superstar terms. You better have, you better have a lot of hardware to be a superstar and have won something. He's a star. Sebastian Ajo must win the series for Carolina. He better be the best player in the series. He better be there at all critical moments. And he better put the team at times on his back. Islanders win would be an upset. You like the Islanders. I like the Canes. But I am a little bit worried about scoring up front and a little bit of leakage from Freddie. As you know, Craig, Freddie's had some playoff ghosts, uh, demons of the past. Okay, you you made a major blunder here. A major, major mistake. Which Sebastian Ajo? The Islanders Sebastian Ajo or the Carolina Hurricanes Sebastian Ajo? The one that's a star. <laughs> the one that's a star. <laughs> oh, there's no way I could let that one go. Listen, I'm going to finish with this, okay? Think about the New York Islanders when they went to back-to-back conference finals. Just think about their team. Think about how they suffocated teams. Think about how comfortable they were playing in those games. And just think, they were probably underestimated a number of times during those stretches too. I'm on the Islanders bandwagon. I'm with the Islanders here. If they had, even if they just had one of Svechnikov or Patchy Reddy, I might change my, I'd have a different viewpoint here. Those are two really significant players. They added Patchy Reddy to help Svechnikov and Aho. Now you don't have either one of those guys. And I think that that's enough of a, of a, of a hole that uh, New York Islanders can take advantage of. I just like it that we disagree. I thought you were going to take the Rangers, which would have been two opposites, Jerry, opposite, but we're both on the devil's bandwagon. Now I'm going to have even more fun watching Carolina Islanders, and there's a lot of people who I've supported on Long Island are going to say, come on, you wore the Islanders shirt on the show yesterday. I know, I know, but I have to go with my mind and my heart. Uh, So that's two of the Eastern series. I'll go first, Toronto and Tampa on October 1st. On January 1st, on February 1st, on March 1st, I was 51% Tampa. But on April 1st and April 15th, I've changed my mind. Under 500 since the All-Star break, losing record at home, can't solidify the right side of the defense. Herbix, Radish, Bogosian not playing they're missing McDonough. They're missing Yan Ruta. Vasilevsky has not been craziness. Tanner Janot's out to start. There's some depth issues down that lineup now. Michael Isimal is going to have to play, and the Leafs are better. Jake McCabe, Riley probably on the fourth pair. Joseph Wall, just in case. 
I mean, Matt Murray, forget it. Get out of here. Samsonov's had a very good year, statistically almost matching Vasilevsky. It might be down the middle, Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly, or Brian O'Reilly, and options, four guys at 80-plus points. Leafs are a better defensive team. Look at the numbers. Leafs are right there offensively. Look at the power play. Penalty killing's better. This is it for the Leafs. This is the Banya meal, Craig. This is the meal. They finally, finally exercise some demons for me. Leafs are stronger. The Lightning are weaker, as you just pointed out. Uh, the record, uh, you know, in the, in the second half of the season, 500 team below, you know, in some cases. You know, it just it just feels like the, they don't have enough left in the tank. You know, and much like the Islanders, when they went on their great run in the early 80s, and they came up against it, losing in the Stanley Cup final in 1984, the Islanders were never the same again. And I think I see the same. I think Tampa Bay might be better positioned to challenge again next season after they've had a good amount of rest, you know, kind of kind of regroup and just everything that has to go with it. You know, when you lose such key players on your team, and, and it goes back to Yanni Gord, and it goes back to Blake Coleman, and it goes to uh, Barkley Goodrow, and, and, and then you go to McDonough, and then you go to uh, – uh, Jan Ruta. I mean, you, you're not talking about one or two players. You're, you're looking at five significant players to the success that this team had. And yeah, you bring in uh, Brandon Hagel and you bring in Nick Paul and everything. But you know, it, it's a lot of change and there's a lot of a lot of wear and tear on this Tampa Bay Lightning team. And I hear John Cooper. He goes, "Yeah, we, we've been there. We know. Yeah, we know. You know. We know. You know. But doesn't matter if you know. Bottom line, right now, are you good enough to beat a team that's better than you? And I don't think they are." I don't think they are. In fact, I have zero hesitation in picking the Leafs in this series. I have zero hesitation in picking the Leafs. And I don't think it's going to seven. I don't think it's getting anywhere near seven games. This might be a five-game series in favor of the Leafs. It might be a five-game series. I think they're that good. The additions of Jake McCabe and Ryan O'Reilly are significant for a lot of reasons. You know, what Ryan O'Reilly does from in a game and what he means to the other players I think is massive. Jake McCabe now, you know, I thought it was a really significant addition for the Toronto Maple Leafs because of Jake Muzzin, you know, being lost to them. I think it's even more important now because Morgan Riley has not played very well. <laughs> Morgan Riley has not played very well. And Jake McCabe now looks like the guy that can handle the heavy lifting, not handle it. I know he's willing to handle it, but he might be asked to handle more of the heavy lifting. Morgan Riley's game is not in order. It's not in order right now. But give him an opportunity to get it going here against Dab Bay Lightning. Toronto's just, they're, they're too good. They're better than the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, you know, last year it might have been 50.4 to 49.6. I think it's like 51.5 to 48.5 now in favor of the Leafs. Looks like it's going to go McCabe and Brody, Giordano if healthy with Hall, and then Riley with Shen at least to start with Lilligren being the extra and that's probably bad matchup for Morgan Riley with Luke Shen. Bad pairing. Morgan needs support right now, and Luke Shen ain't giving it to him. Well, that's how they're that's how they're skating. I, I didn't say I'm just I'm just giving my opinion. I don't I didn't I'm not telling you you're you're wrong in saying what you're doing. I think it's a bad pairing. If I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning, I'm ready to drive a 747 through that pairing. If I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning, I'd probably be more worried about uh, Radish and Perbix um, and Ian Cole. So they'll have one of each, uh, all three pairings 
um, that they're going to have to worry about if the Leafs do come in waves. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Round two of the Blue and White Series starts on Tuesday, April the 18th. Probably not going to ask who we like in this series, Boston and Florida. Let's look at it from a Florida perspective. What can they realistically do? What dominoes all need to fall that Florida can extend their series and give themselves a chance, Craig? In the famous words of Daryl Sutter, Florida is prepared to waste eight days of their lives to go up and get beat four straight by the Boston Bruins. That's what I feel. What can they do? What can they do? Nothing. They're not, they're not a very good team. And when you're, when you're up against the, they're not a good enough team to, to threaten the Boston Bruins, let alone beat them. You know, let's, let's, let's rewind. The Florida Panthers last year when they were president's trophy winners, they would have lost the first round series versus Washington. If Washington could have taken advantage you know, Washington was up in that series 2-1. They couldn't take advantage. Then the Florida Panthers proceeded to go and score three goals. Three goals in four games versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's going to be just like that versus the Boston Bruins. Yeah, figure out what your off-day meal is in Boston. There's a lot of great restaurants in the North End. You know, if you like Italian, go over there, get some. Go over to Mike's Pastries. they got great, uh, uh, great pastries over there at Mike's. The Florida Panthers have no chance. No chance. Zero chance. There's nothing they can do, nothing they can do unless the Boston Bruins come down with a massive case of, of, of an illness. And I'm talking like flu or something where none of them can play. That is the only chance for the Florida Panthers. Enough said. I'm not talking about it anymore. <laughs> Alex Lyon or Bobrovsky? Oh, who cares? Put both of them in the neck. <laughs> like Alex Lyon or Bobrovsky. It doesn't matter, Steve. It doesn't matter. They're, they have no chance. They're not good enough. They're not a good team. <laughs> Are you guaranteeing a sweep? No, I'm not guaranteeing nothing. Last time I guaranteed a sweep, I had to eat crow. And if you ever have to eat crow, I know a really good Merlot to go along with it. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. I don't know anybody in the world other than a diehard Panther fan that would take Florida. Um, Boston in four, Boston in five is realistic. And I think Alex Lyon deserves to play. He deserves to play. What is he? 6-0-2 in the eight games that got him in the playoffs? Um, it's just an interesting story. Sometimes these teams fight to get in. And as you mentioned, they might only be around for eight days, Craig. So I thought Boston would be, you know, seeing a team that might want to grind it out and Kachuk in the crease and Allmark's not healthy. So Swayman has to play. But you're kiboshing everything on this series, and you're not even willing to say it's a sweep. I'll say Boston in five, Ben. How about Boston in five? Well, you weren't willing to say it was a sweep. You're saying I wasn't willing to say it was a sweep, <laughs> and you're not willing to say it was a sweep. You go five. But I'll just this just in, just came across, just came in. Not even Florida Panthers fans, even, not even the most diehard Florida Panthers fans are picking them to win. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's go to the West. In the West. Let's start with the Edmonton Oilers. They did everything they could to win the division. 18-2-1 with Matias Ekholm. Wow, 18-2-1. My Calder pick, Stuart Skinner. He's got the same numbers as Marty Brodeur. Same numbers as Brodeur when he won the Calder back in 1994. And with all due respect to Beneers and White Johnson, these other guys, these are not overwhelming numbers. 24 goals, 57 points, allegedly. All these types of things. That's Stuart Skinner is easily the most important rookie, and he wasn't supposed to be the guy. If they knew they had Brodeur, they, they wouldn't have signed Jack Campbell, for God's sakes. So the Oilers did everything they could down the, shred, uh, down the stretch. Any concern of blowing their brains out, blowing their brains out as they begin the series against the Kings. This is going to be tough. It's going to be physical. And I think they're going to go after 97 and 29 LA. And the Kings are pissed. They're pissed at the Oilers for what happened to Mikey Anderson and what happened last year, Craig. That's okay. Listen, uh, the, the Jay Woodcroft talked prior to uh, uh, the Oilers' final game. He said, no, we've managed the ice time. We want to finish as high as we can. We haven't taxed anybody, you know, and, and, and they're a healthy team. I mean, you're looking at the Edmonton Oilers. They're a healthy team. So, I, I you know, Jay knows he's got a good feel for his team. He's got his uh, finger on the pulse. So I, I, I don't see that. Keep in mind, the, range, uh, the, the Kings had to push two here. The Kings had to push two down the stretch. But – I, I, the Oilers are a better team this year than they were last year. And, and the Kings are too. But the Kings don't have what the Oilers have. And what the Oilers have is massive, make a, a instant impact in the game, offensive firepower. That's what the, the, the Kings are going to have to push and they're going to have to find ways to get scoring in different parts of their lineup. The Oilers don't have to worry about that. The Kings are so disciplined. They're strong. Good, they're really good uh, uh, defensively, they know how to play and they play hard. Listen, it's going to be a hard competitive series. I don't think there's any question about it, but the Edmonton Oilers have shown and they've shown through this stretch that they're comfortable. You want to play a low scoring game? We don't care. We got Skinner back there and I'm with you. Skinner's my rookie of the year pick too. And you got him. He's, he's shown these more than comfortable. You remember when they tr- made the trade for Ekholm and Oh my Lord, they're, they're worried. Oh, Tyson Berry, the best. Listen, the power play doesn't run through Tyson Berry or Evan Bouchard. It runs through 97, 29, 93, and Zach Hyman doing his work in front of the net. So that penalty power play was never going to fall off. I like the Oilers. I like the way they, they, they can play. They can play high and run and gun. They can play low scoring, and they can grind. Will it be easy? It's not going to be easy. But I don't see this series going seven. I think the Oilers take it in six, maybe five, because I just think they have too much firepower. But the Kings will provide a 
a tremendous yeah. pushback. And if the Kings win, it would have to go seven. They'd have to get great goaltending from Jonas Corposalo, who we think is the guy over Phoenix Copley. Doubt he didn't play last year. He'll be in it this year. Luke Robitaille was just on the show, Craig, and he was honest about his worriedness of a healthy Kings team for game number one. Health comes into play. It did last year. It might with Colorado, with Gabe Landeskog. Maybe not in round one. Maybe not in round two, but to win 16 games without him. Uh, we've seen Forsberg be out for two series. We've seen Latang be out for four series. And teams come together. That's the great thing about hockey in the playoffs. One for all and all for one type of mentality. Um, I think there's a sexiness about the Oilers winning and McDavid going on a run. But you're going to face stiff competition. The Kings will be great competition. If it goes wrong for Edmonton, will it be that we see Jack Campbell in game three or four? Is it going to be that uh, Evander King has a tweak and has to come out of the lineup? Like, where does it need to happen for the Kings to get over the hump this year against an oiler machine? To me, the best trade Ken Holland never made was for Jacob Chikrin. Getting the Viking Matthias Eckholm. Oh, 18-2-1. That speaks volumes for me, Craig. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to go back and say Jacob Chicken would have been a really good addition for the Edmonton Oilers as well. You know, we don't know. Obviously, Matthias Ekholm. I mean, Kenny Holland was right in on Jacob Chikrin. He felt that the price wasn't uh, right, and he went and got Matthias Ekholm. So, Matthias, and, and you have to have an A plan and a B plan, and that's what Kenny did, and he executed it. He's got tons of experience, and Ekholm's a really good player. So, when you, when, when you look at it and it's balanced, I, I just talked about where the – uh, LA Kings are at. They don't have firepower. They don't have firepower. So for them to be able to win, they're going to have to find a way to make sure that they get goal scoring throughout their lineup, throughout their forward group. They're going to have to, they can't just get it from Kopitar, Adrian Kempe, you can count on. They're going to have to get it over there. And they're going to have to find a way to, to, to ensure that they don't get into this speed game. I think that the Oilers have really found a way to be comfortable. You, you want to layer your defense against us? That's okay. We'll dump it in. We'll play 0-0. We'll play 1-1. We'll play it until the opportunities present themselves to us. I think the Oilers are doing exactly now what the Oilers of the early 80s did. They had to learn. They were good. They were talented. But then they learned. And once they learned, boy, did they ever apply it. I think this Oilers team is in exactly the same place. You like the Oilers in six? Six, maybe five. I'll say Oilers in six as well. It will be rough and tough big boy hockey at times. The Oilers of the past couple of years may have not been able to handle that. The Oilers this year, Yanmark, Bukestad, Clean Costin, they're deeper throughout the lineup. It is the best team we've seen under the McDavid administration. The Vegas Golden Knights, they're a sexy team, but do they have sexiness in the crease? Are you telling me Laurent Brossois is going to beat Connor Hellebuck? Or do you say to me, Cooley, he doesn't have to beat him. This defense, when they're all healthy and Theodore and Petrangelo and Martinez, and they're all in the lineup, they do it by committee, and they only need average goaltending. Are you on the Vegas Golden Knight bandwagon, or are you calling for another upset? Because I'm not so sure. I... I'm leaning towards something dramatic happening here that the Jets have found their game. Is that possible? Will Brossois be the starter? 
Uh, did you have waffles for breakfast this morning, Steve? Because it, feel, it feels to me like you're waffling. You're waffling here this morning. Maybe you had pancakes. I had pancakes. So yep. I'm, not, I'm not waffling. I'm picking the Jets to beat the Vegas Golden Knights. They got the best goaltender. But Connor Hellebuck, to me, is the second best goaltender in the league this year after Linus Hallmark. Okay? Uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights defense is good. Then you go to the forward group. I'm giving the edge to, completely to the – not completely, but I'm giving the edge to the, to the Jets. And, you know, you look at the balance they have through their first three lines. They found their scoring. Defensively, they've been really good. The penalty kill is really good. You got Hellebuck. The first 54 games of the season, this Winnipeg Jets team gave you every reason to believe. Then they went through their 21-game speed bump. And, yeah, there was questions that abounded, and, and rightfully so. But then they found their game. And, boy, have they found their game. They haven't just found it. They found it in a big way. The, what we're seeing now from the Jets is what we saw in the first 54 games. No, I, I, I like you look at the you look at a lot of different areas of the game. No way. I, I got the Jets all the way in this one, all the way. Zero hesitation. No waffling for my waffle eating breakfast, buddy. <laughs> so hang on here. So it's going to be Brossois. If not Brossois, it'll be Jonathan Quick. OK, so that's a huge advantage for the Winnipeg Jets. Are the Jets going to show up this new Jets team, the one from the 54 or the one after 7, 12, and 2? That has to happen. Mark Stone, could he ride in on a white horse? And, you know, I'm a big Mark Stone guy. This is why I'm waffling. And I did have waffles, and I put maple syrup on them. And at one, this guy said, Jets, Jets, Jets. And this guy said, no, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. There feels, there, I put it this way. If I don't take the Jets, I'm basically taking all the favorites. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. One beats four and two beats three and one beats four and two beats. No, something's got to change. I might even only have to unwaffle just for the sake of unwaffling, Craig. In my heart of hearts, would I like the Jets to win the series? I probably would. I'd like to see Shifley and Wheeler and Ehlers make some noise. I, I like the subtle additions the Jets did make. And I do like the way they played in this new little era. You know what? I remember the Jets-Vegas series of a few years ago. You know, Vegas went on to the cup final, and the Jets weren't right there. But they had this guy playing in the left circle who didn't back check and drove you nuts when he didn't have the puck five-on-five five and was a one-dimensional player. Um, they've changed from that team. So to me, I will unwaffle. I will unsour and say in a series that will have to go seven and maybe go to overtime and get a break, that if the things I mentioned earlier don't end up happening, Mark Stone, then why not the Jets in seven? Why not the Jets in overtime, Craig? Also, just for the sake of excitement, because what's a playoffs without a big major upset? Oh, I know. geez, I'm glad you got to that. I thought you were ordering another stack of waffles. I thought there was going to be a double <laughs> stack of waffles. Have man. you known me and, to be a waffler? <laughs> no, that's why I'm shocked here. You know what? Like, you know, give me another waffle. I want another waffle. These waffles are so good. Give me another waffle. Like, you know what? They're going to be throwing waffles. You remember when they threw waffles on the ice? That's what I felt like was happening with you. But anyway... We're going to rejoin. We're going to rejoin once we get – this is Friday. We're taping this. We don't know what the matchups are in the Central. We don't know where Colorado is going to finish, where Dallas is going to finish. We do know this, though. This is an exciting time of the year. And we talked about upsets and everything. This is the NHL's version. I'm calling it April first-round madness.
I got the Islanders. I got the Jets. And my good friend here, Steve Coolius, right, he might have waffles tomorrow. But I know when the playoffs start, there's no waffling when it comes to Mr. Coolius. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Pass the maple syrup. Uh, no fence sitting around here. It's going to be great. And when it finally ends on Friday, we'll know the other matchups. It all begins Monday. And they say, and we agree, this is the most wonderful time of the year. And there's nothing like the Stanley Cup playoffs, but there's nothing like the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. For producer Bruce Bolton, for Mr. Craig Button, I'm Steve Coolius. Yum, yum. I'm going to have another waffle, but not today, Craig. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the final two games and a Saturday night off. Go visit friends and family. Ciao.